RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Aaron Tam. Tonight's headlines. Four University of Hong Kong students accused of contravening the national security law have been remanded in custody. Two men have been jailed for possessing petrol bombs in 2019. And authorities have brushed aside concerns that the latest emigration wave will lead to a brain drain in Hong Kong. Four University of Hong Kong students aged 18 to 20 have been accused of contravening the national security law. The charge relates to a motion passed by the university's Student Union Council mourning a man who stabbed a police officer before killing himself on July the 1st. The suspects have been remanded in custody. Priscilla Ng reports. The West Kowloon Court denied bail to Council Chairman Kinson Cheng, former Student Union President Charles Kwok, and former Student Representative Chris Todorovsky. Though they granted bail to one of the suspects, former Student Representative Anthony Jung, prosecutors immediately said they would review the bail decision and Jung was remanded in custody. The four also face an alternative charge of incitement to wound with intent. Prosecutors alleged they incited others to maliciously wound police officers. The case has been adjourned to September 14th. The district court has jailed one man for 40 months and another for 36 months for having petrol bombs in 2019. Jimmy Choi reports. City University student Chen Kang Fai, who's 22, and construction worker Wang Kin Kei, who's 21, were earlier found guilty of possessing items with intent to destroy or damage property. The pair who had dozens of petrol bombs between them were among five people arrested in Wan Chai in 2019. Two other defendants in the case who earlier pleaded guilty were sentenced to 38 months in prison, while another defendant was acquitted. Judge Eddie Yip described the case as serious, noting that the petrol bombs were stored in unit in a multi-storey commercial building. He said deterrent sentences were therefore needed. The Labour and Welfare Secretary, Lo Chi Kuang, has brushed aside concerns that the latest emigration wave in Hong Kong will lead to a serious brain drain in the city. Figures released by the government last week revealed that the SAR's population fell by 1.2% in the last year and that 90,000 people had left the city. But speaking on RTHK's Money Talk program, Mr. Law dismissed suggestions that a lot of people have migrated, saying instead that the pandemic is to blame. One is the very substantial drop of the one-way visa because the, the, the border. The second is we're practically in the past two years, we have lost 40,000 foreign domestic helpers already. So that is a huge population. And, and, and thirdly, there are a lot of people who have to work across the border in the Greater Bay Area and they residing in Hong Kong, but then because of the epidemic, now they have to stay in the mainland. So these are the major free areas that are in the drop of the, our population and they would come back once the, the pandemic is over. But a lot of the people are also citing the national security law as well, the changes in the education system. I mean, these people, a lot of them are young and middle-aged families taking their children with them. And at a time when work-wise they're actually getting a lot of experience in their field, moving into middle and senior management, we can't afford to lose them, can we, without damaging our economy and the employment picture in Hong Kong? Well, you see in, in, in uh, two different ways. Uh, yes, uh, you, 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 you probably have friends and uh, hearing people migrating, and the rate is definitely higher than a couple of years ago. But 
but in the history of Hong Kong, I don't see this as the highest point of uh, emigration. So emigration from away from Hong Kong has always been with our history uh, in the 60s, in the 70s, in the 80s, and also in the 90s. Uh, uh, on the other side, somehow uh, mobility of population in Hong Kong has always with us. So when you have jobs, when you have openings and you have opportunities, it will, we will continue attract talents coming to Hong Kong, no matter they are from the mainland or for any mm. other countries in the world. So, so uh, from from here, we, we should start looking at how we can uh, attract talents coming to Hong Kong and Hong Kong as an international city. To the weather forecast, isolated showers and thunderstorms, cloudy overnight but becoming fine and very hot tomorrow, with temperatures in the region of 27 to 33 degrees and light to moderate southerly winds. The outlook, mainly fine and persistently very hot in the next few days. Currently, it's 28 degrees with humidity at 85%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 past 11. The Communications Authority has said two complaints against RTHK have been substantiated, including one that involved the wrong use of the term nationwide in a news story about Taiwan. Timmy Sung reports. The story in question was about a by-election held in Kaohsiung last year that was aired in a Chinese news report. It said people can cast their votes at over 1,800 polling stations nationwide. The Communications Authority said Taiwan is not a country, and the by-election was only held in Kaohsiung. RTHK later corrected the mistake online. The authority said in a statement, it is a fact that Taiwan is not a country, and hence the use of the term nationwide in the remark is inaccurate. It said RTHK should be strongly advised to adhere to the radio program code. In another case, the lyrics of a song broadcast in the program, World Discovery, on Radio 1 in April this year, contained a Cantonese foul word. The communications authority said it constituted a clear breach of radio program code and warned RTHK to observe more closely to the code. Hong Kong's record-breaking Olympians soaked up the adulation from an enthusiastic crowd of sports fans this morning as they toured the city on an open-top bus to celebrate their success in Tokyo. Kelly Yu reports. Sports fans lined the streets to cheer on and capture a few snaps of their sporting heroes as the double-decker bus carrying the Olympians whipped its way from Hong Kong to the Xichu Center at the West Kowloon Cultural District. Kelvin, an accountant, said he was most excited to see double Olympic medalist Siobhan Hohi and the bronze medal-winning table tennis team. I enjoy watching her very much. I also table tennis. Keep the hard work. Hope uh, next time they can get a gold medal. Joyce, a housewife who arrived early with her son, said they were overjoyed to see the athletes. I feel very uh, proud of them because we have never been have, having such succeed in, in the past years. I miss them <laughs> because uh, uh, after watching the, the games, I feel so excited and honestly, I feel a little bit depressed after the game already passed. But Joyce said the timing of the parade may have been a bit inconvenient for people with full-time jobs. Another spectator, Lionel, said he was able to catch the parade because it was his day off, but wished it could have lasted a little bit longer. Maybe too early. Mm -hmm. yes. I think it's too fast because I just go to here and then the bus has gone. I want to run over step to watch the bus. 
Speaking to reporters at the Shichu Center, Minnie Su, part of Hong Kong's bronze medal-winning table tennis team, said she was touched by the fans' support. Today was my first time interacting with the audience on a bus, and it was indeed a very memorable experience. A lot of people called out for us, uh, asking us to keep up the effort, and, and we feel very touched by their support. Hong Kong's Olympians won six medals at the Tokyo Games, one gold, two silvers, and three bronze medals. Researchers at Chinese University have started giving COVID-19 booster shots to people who have had both doses of the Sinovac vaccine. As Violet Wong reports, a study the university conducted found that these people had low antibody levels. A respiratory diseases expert at Chinese University, David Ho, says they studied 160 people who received the Sinovac jab and found half of them had low antibody levels a month after completing the two-dose regimen. The researchers have decided to give an additional dose of the Sinovac or BioNTech jab randomly to these 80 people, with 31 of them getting their third dose on Wednesday. Professor Ho, who's also a government advisor, says a low antibody level could mean reduced protection against a symptomatic infection. He says that may be because the Sinovac jab is an inactivated vaccine. But Professor Ho says their research, which also included people who received the BioNTech jab, shows the two vaccines have a similar performance in terms of generating T-cells, which can lower the risk of severe symptoms and deaths. He says researchers will test their antibody levels in a month and should be able to publish results in October. Hong Kong has announced that it's reached an agreement with Singapore to stop pursuing a travel bubble between the two sides, saying the decision was reached after considering the differences in anti-epidemic controls adopted by the two places. It noted that Singapore may not be able to keep the number of unlinked local infections as required by the scheme, as it plans to start to loosen social distancing curbs and build a COVID-resilient population. The SAR also welcomed Singapore's announcement that it'll begin allowing travellers from the territory to enter the the city-state without quarantine from 11.59 p.m. tomorrow. The government says Hollywood star Nicole Kidman hasn't breached any of the conditions that came with her quarantine-free arrival in Hong Kong, including minimizing any contact with the public. The actor was allowed to skip quarantine after reportedly arriving on a private jet last week to film a TV series. Wendy Wong reports. Questions have been raised over infection risks after Kidman was spotted out shopping in Central. But the government says the actor has been told to comply with a set of conditions to minimize any transmission risk and contact with people. She had to get vaccinated before she came and must stay at a designated place here. For the first 14 days in Hong Kong, she needs at least three COVID tests and must submit her work-related itineraries and arrange point-to-point transport. The Commerce and Economic Development Bureau says it's carried out checks and hasn't found any breaches by Kidman so far. It says her quarantine exemption was granted in accordance with the law for the actor to perform designated professional work, taking into account that is conducive to maintaining the necessary operation and development of Hong Kong's economy. The largest survey of COVID infection in the UK has found both the Pfizer and AstraZeneca vaccines initially offer good protection against illness caused by the Delta variant, but they don't stop people passing it on. The BBC's Naomi Grimley has more details. 
The Pfizer jab appears to have a greater initial effectiveness. It stops 93% of symptomatic cases, compared with Oxford AstraZeneca's figure of 71%. But crucially, over four to five months later, Pfizer's effectiveness declines faster, meaning both vaccines then give similar results. The more sobering news is that when infections do occur, vaccinated people have the same levels of virus in their nose and throat as those who haven't been jabbed. The researchers say this shows the potential for these people to pass on the disease. The Grand Mufti of Gaza has called on Palestinians to get vaccinated as soon as possible, describing whoever delays as a sinner. It comes as confirmed COVID-19 cases rise sharply in the occupied Palestinian territories. Here's the BBC's Tom Bateman. In a video message, Sheikh Hassan al-Laham says whoever delays taking the vaccine is a sinner. As Gaza's top Islamic cleric, he oversees the religious affairs ministry in the Hamas-run territory. He described anyone who transmits the virus unintentionally as a mistaken killer. The attempt to encourage vaccine take-up comes as COVID-19 rates start to surge again in Gaza, where the health system is crippled amid Israel's blockade and after years of conflict. Vaccine delivery to the occupied Palestinian territories has been painfully slow. Five days before the start of the Paralympic Games, there's been a first case of COVID inside the athlete's village. The person who tested positive is not an athlete, according to the organising committee. This report from the BBC's Mariko Oi. Tokyo's athletes' village reopened a week before the Paralympics are due to begin on Tuesday. So far, more than 70 Games-related staff have tested positive for COVID-19, but this is the first case inside the village. Just like the Olympics, residents are required to have a daily testing, wear face masks and maintain social distancing. The Japanese capital is currently under a fourth state of emergency. The Lebanese militant group Hezbollah says it has arranged for shipments of fuel from Iran in an effort to ease acute shortages in Lebanon. The group, which has very close ties with Tehran, said that a first vessel was about to set sail. The leader of Hezbollah, Hassan Nasrallah, said all the necessary arrangements had been made for the delivery of the fuel. I announce to you today that the first vessel from Iran carrying supplies that need to be brought in has made all arrangements. It's been loaded with tons of the required material and all its paperwork has been completed. It will sail within hours. In an indication that Hezbollah is worried that its American or Israeli rivals might obstruct the tankers, the group said it was not trying to challenge anyone, just trying to help Lebanese people. A reminder of our top stories tonight. Four University of Hong Kong students accused of contravening the national security law have been remanded in custody. Two men have been jailed for possessing petrol, petrol bombs in 2019. And authorities have brushed aside concerns that the latest emigration wave will lead to a brain drain in Hong Kong. The news from RTHK. RTHK. Radio 3 I bring joy and I can take days when people seem to get to you I bring joy and I come here to you I bring life and I can take you where I can see and feel and breathe and
Sweet. Uh, I can't remember how many it would be. Seven, was it? Seven? It was uh, also a film, by the way, a kind of film which was put together by Ken Russell, uh, where he got stock footage to uh, represent the different aspects. So the Mars being the bringer of war and uh, Jupiter, the uh, bringer of jollity. And there we had Joybringer from Man's Earth Band. Into our second hour this Thursday evening. Peter King with you through till one. If you'd like a song, by the way, just get in touch. It's Radio Pete at Gmail. Baby, when I met you, there was peace I know. I set out to get you with a fire. 